0: section 20 of junior classics volume four heroes and heroines of chivalry this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. junior classics volume four heroes and heroines of chivalry by william Patton the mabinogian part five how Pwyll outwitted Gaul once upon a time Pwyll was at narberth his chief palace where a feast had been prepared for him. And with him was a great host of men. And after the first meal Puel arose to walk, and he went to the top of a mound that was above the palace, and was called Gorsed Arberth. "'Lord,' said one of the court, "'it is peculiar to the mound that whosoever sits upon it cannot go thence, without either receiving wounds or blows, or else seeing a wonder.' "'I fear not to receive wounds or blows,' said Puel but as to the wonder, gladly would I see it. I will therefore go and sit upon the mound. And upon the mound he sat. While he sat there they saw a lady, on a pure white horse of large size, with a garment of shining gold around her, coming along the highway that led from the mound. "'My men,' said Puyo, "'is there any among you who knows yonder lady?' "'There is not, Lord,' said they. "'Go one of you and meet her, that we may know who she is.' And one of them arose and, as he came upon the road to meet her, she passed by, and he followed as fast as he could, being on foot and The greater was his speed, the further she was from him. When he saw that it profited him nothing to follow her, he returned to Puel and said, "Lord, it is idle for any one in the world to follow her on foot. verily said Puel, go unto the palace and take the fleetest horse that thou seest, and go after her." So he took a horse and went forward he came to an open level plain, and put spurs to his horse, and the more he urged his horse, the further she was from him. And he returned to the place where Puel was, and said, Lord, it will avail nothing for any one to follow yonder lady. I know of no horse in these realms swifter than this, and it availed me not to pursue her. Of a truth, said Puel, there must be some illusion here. Let us go towards the palace. So to the palace they went, and spent the day. And the next day they amused themselves until it was time to go to meat. And when meat was ended, Puel said, "'Where are the hosts that went yesterday to the top of the mound?' "'Behold, Lord, we are here,' said they. "'Let us go,' said he, to the mound, and sit there. "'And do thou,' said he, to the page who tended his horse, "'saddle my horse well, and hasten with him to the road, "'and bring also my spurs with thee.' And the youth did thus. They went and sat upon the mound, and ere they had been there but a short time, they beheld the lady coming by the same road. "'Young man,' said Puyol, "'I see the lady coming. Give me my horse.' Before he had mounted his horse she passed him, and he turned after her, and followed her. He let his horse go bounding playfully, and thought that he should soon come up with her, but he came no nearer to her than at first. Then he urged his horse to his utmost speed, yet he found that it availed not. Then said Puel. O maiden, for the sake of him whom thou best lovest, stay for me. I will stay gladly, said she, and it were better for thy horse hadst thou asked it long since. So the maiden stopped, and she threw back that part of her head dress which covered her face. Then he thought that the beauty of all the maidens and all the ladies that he had ever seen was as nothing compared to her beauty. Lady, he said, wilt thou tell me aught concerning thy purpose? I will tell thee, said she my chief quest was to see thee.' "'Truly,' said Puyol, "'this is to me the most pleasing quest on which thou couldst have come. And wilt thou tell me who thou art?' "'I will tell thee, lord,' said she. "'I am Rhiannon, the daughter of Hevaid, and they sought to give me a husband against my will. But no husband would I have, and that because of my love for thee, neither will I yet have one, unless thou reject me. And hither have I come to hear thy answer.' "'By heaven,' said Puyol, Behold, this is my answer. If I might choose among all the ladies and damsels in the world, thee would I choose. Verily, said she, if thou art thus minded, make a pledge to meet me, ere I am given to another. The sooner I may do so, the more pleasing will it be to me, said Puel, and wheresoever thou wilt, there will I meet with thee. I will that thou meet me this day twelvemonth, at the palace of Heved. Gladly, said he, will I keep this tryst. So they parted, and he went back to his hosts, and to them of his household. And whatsoever questions they asked him respecting the damsel, he always turned the discourse upon other matters. When a year from that time was gone, he caused a hundred knights to equip themselves, and to go with him to the palace of heveid And he came to the palace, and there was great joy concerning him, with much concourse of people, and great rejoicing, and vast preparations for his coming. AND THE WHOLE COURT WAS PLACED UNDER HIS ORDERS. AND THE HALL WAS GARNISHED, AND THEY WENT TO meat, AND THUS DID THEY SIT. HEVADE WAS ON ONE SIDE OF PUIL, AND Rhiannon ON THE OTHER, AND ALL THE REST ACCORDING TO THEIR RANK. AND THEY ATE AND FEASTED, AND TALKED ONE WITH ANOTHER. AFTER THE meat, THERE ENTERED A TALL, auburn haired YOUTH, OF ROYAL BEARING, CLOTHED IN A GARMENT OF SATIN, WHO SALUTED PUIL AND HIS COMPANIONS. THE GREETING OF HEAVEN BE UNTO THEE, SAID PUIL, Come thou and sit down. Nay, said he, a suitor am I, and I will do my errand. Do so willingly, said Puel. Lord, said he, my errand is unto thee, and it is to crave a boon of thee that I come. What boon soever thou mayest ask of me, so far as I am able, thou shalt have. Ah, said Rhiannon, wherefore didst thou give that answer? Has he not given it before the presence of these nobles? asked the youth. My soul, said Puyol, what is the boon thou askest? The lady whom best I love is to be thy bride this night. I come to ask her of thee, with the feast and the banquet that are in this place. And Puyol was silent, because of the promise which he had given. Be silent as long as thou wilt, said Rhiannon. Never did man make worse use of his wits than thou hast done. Lady, said he, I knew not who he was. "'Behold, this is the man to whom they would have given me against my will,' said she. "'And he is Gaul, the son of Clude, a man of great power and wealth. "'And because of the word thou hast spoken, bestow me upon him, lest shame befall thee.' "'Lady,' said he, "'I understand not thy answer. "'Never can I do as thou sayest.' "'Bestow me upon him,' said she, "'and I will cause that I shall never be his.' "'By what means will that be?' asked Bwiel. "'She told him the thought that was in her mind.' AND THEY TALKED LONG TOGETHER. THEN Gaul SAID, LORD, IT IS MEET THAT I HAVE AN ANSWER TO MY REQUEST. AS MUCH OF THAT THOU HAST ASKED, AS IT IS IN MY POWER TO GIVE, THOU SHALT HAVE, REPLIED PUIL. MY SOUL, SAID Rhiannon UNTO Gaul, AS FOR THE FEAST AND THE BANQUET THAT ARE HERE, I HAVE BESTOWED THEM UPON THE MEN OF David AND THE HOUSEHOLD AND THE WARRIORS THAT ARE WITH US. THESE CAN I NOT SUFFER TO BE GIVEN TO ANY. AND A YEAR FROM TONIGHT, A BANQUET SHALL BE PREPARED FOR THEE IN THIS PLACE, that I may become thy bride. So Gaul went forth to his possessions, and Puel went also back to David, and they both spent that year until it was time for the feast at the palace of Hevate. Then Gaul, the son of Clude, set out to the feast that was prepared for him, and he came to the palace and was received there with rejoicing. Puel also, the chief of David, came to the orchard with a hundred knights, as Rhiannon had commanded him, and Puel was clad in coarse and ragged garments and wore large clumsy old shoes upon his feet. And when he knew that the carousal after the meat had begun, he went towards the hall, and when he came into the hall he saluted Gaul, the son of Clude, and his company, both men and women. "'Heaven prosper thee,' said Gaul, "'and friendly greeting be unto thee.' "'Lord,' said he, "'may heaven reward thee, I have an errand unto thee. "'Welcome be thine errand, "'and if thou ask of me that which is right,' "'thou shalt have it gladly.' "'It is fitting,' answered he. "'I crave but from want, "'and the boon I ask is to have this small bag "'that thou seest filled with meat.' "'A request within reason is this,' said he. "'And gladly thou shalt have it. "'Bring him food.' "'A great number of attendants rose and began to fill the bag. "'But for all they put into it, "'it was no fuller than at first. "'My soul,' said Gaul, "'will thy bag ever be full?' It will not, I declare, to heaven, said he, for all that may be put into it, unless one possessed of lands, and domains, and treasures, shall arise, and tread down with both his feet the food that is within the bag, and shall say, Enough has been put therein. Then said Rhiannon unto Gaul, the son of Clude, Rise up quickly, I will willingly arise, said he. So he rose up and put his two feet into the bag, and pweel turned up the sides of the bag, "'so that Gaul was over his head in it. "'And he shut it up quickly, "'and slipped a knot upon the thongs, "'and blew his horn. "'And thereupon, behold, "'his knights came down upon the palace. "'They seized all the hosts that had come with Gaul, "'and cast them into his own prison, "'and Puyol threw off his rags, "'and his old shoes, "'and his tattered array. "'And they came in every one of Puel's knights, "'as they came in every one of Puel's knights,' "'struck a blow upon the bag, and asked, "'What is here?' "'A badger,' said they. "'And in this manner they played, "'each of them striking the bag, "'either with his foot or with his staff. "'And then was the game of badger in the bag first played. "'Lord,' said the man in the bag, "'if thou wouldst but hear me, "'I merit not to be slain in a bag.' "'said Heved, "'Lord, he speaks truth, "'it were fitting that thou listen to him, "'for he deserves not this.' Verily, said pweel I will do thy counsel concerning him. Behold, this is my counsel, then, said Rhiannon. Thou art now in a position in which it behooves thee to satisfy suitors and minstrels. Let him give unto them in thy stead, and take a pledge from him, that he will never seek to revenge that which has been done to him. And this will be punishment enough. I will do this gladly, said the man in the bag. And gladly will I accept it, said pweel since it is the counsel of Heved and Rhiannon. "'Seek thyself sureties. "'We will be for him,' said Heved, "'until his men be free to answer for him.' "'And upon this he was let out of the bag, "'and his liege men were liberated. "'Verily, lord,' said Gaul, "'I am greatly hurt, and I have many bruises. "'With thy leave I will go forth. "'I will leave nobles in my stead to answer for me, "'and all that thou shalt require. "'Willingly,' said Puil, "'mayest thou do thus?' "'So Gaul went to his own possessions.' And the hall was set in order for Puil and the men of his host, and for them also of the palace. And they went to the tables and sat down. And as they had sat that time twelvemonth, so sat they that night. They ate and feasted, and spent the night in mirth and tranquillity. Next morning at break of day, my lord, said Rhiannon, arise and begin to give thy gifts unto the minstrels. Refuse no one to-day that may claim thy bounty. Thus shall it be gladly, said Puil, both to-day and every day, while the feast shall last. So Puyol arose, and he caused silence to be proclaimed, and desired all the suitors and minstrels to show, and to point out what gifts they desired. And this being done, the feast went on, and he denied no one while it lasted. And when the feast was ended, Puel said unto Hevade, My lord, with thy permission, I will set out for David to-morrow. Certainly, said Heved, may heaven prosper thee, Fix also a time when Rhiannon shall follow thee. By heaven, said Puel, we will go hence together. Willest thou this, Lord? said Heved. Yes, Lord, answered Puel, And the next day they set forward from David, and journeyed to the palace of Narberth, where a feast was made ready for them. And there came to them great numbers of the chief men and the most noble ladies of the land. And of these there were none to whom Rhiannon did not give some rich gift, either a bracelet, or a ring, or a precious stone, and they ruled the land prosperously that year and the next. End of section twenty.